right, all right, all right. Thank you so much for downloading today's episode of Carl Buys Houses. My name's Carl Krenzel, your host here today, here to help you with your unwanted home questions, here to shed some light on the items and the issues of the day, things that I've heard in my career that I thought maybe you might find of interest. And today what we're going to talk about is what happens when a listing expires. Yeah, amen. What happens when a listing expires? I mean, here, here's what's going on. Today, you might be sitting here at your home, at your office, at your job, whatever. You've spent a couple months here on the market trying to sell your property. Maybe you've even spent a couple thousand dollars, you know, getting things ready, moving things here and there, getting boxes, moving things to your new home. Maybe you've even moved out of your property and your home didn't even close. Yeah, maybe your realtor called up, said, hey, bad news, they didn't qualify for one reason or another, and all of a sudden, your property's expired, or maybe they're asking you for an extension and a price reduction. Does this sound familiar in any way? Hey, it's, it's, it's common. Trust me, it's not your fault. It's just something that happens. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what happens when a listing expires, and the eight most common questions that you are going to have as a homeowner in this particular circumstance. So let's talk a little bit about me for a moment, just to give you some perspective. I'm a real estate broker here in the state of Arizona. I don't uh, typically list properties. Uh, I do work for uh, banks occasionally trying to sell their properties, but uh, by the average homeowner, I don't typically list homes. I don't typically go out and represent buyers. I, I typically go out and buy properties on my own for investment purposes. That's typically where I come from. But my background over the last 20 years or so is that of a real estate broker here in the Tucson area. Now, I, I got to be honest with you, I, <laughs> I made my bones in this business selling expired listings. I mean, when good times, bad times, you name it, that's that's my clientele. So when you start talking about problem properties and homes that aren't selling here in Tucson, I've got a ton of experience. That's, that's exactly my forte. And I know that there's eight questions that you're typically going to have. And what we're going to do is we're going to just briefly go over them today to help kind of educate you on this issue. And if you find that this is of any value to you at all, would you do me a favor? Would you share this with somebody? Would you just let them know about the podcast? Because that's how I'm letting this, uh, how I'm letting this grow. I'm trying to get the word of mouth because I find that that's usually the most genuine way to do it. So if you find through any of these eight questions that I'm answering today, if any of these seem to be of any interest to you or have been helpful, do me a favor, would you share it with somebody? So let's just go ahead and jump right into them. So the first question, obviously, is what does expired really mean on MLS in the first place? What does the status of, of expired mean? So in short, what we're talking about when we say expired is when a person decides to list their property with an exclusive, uh, in an exclusive basis with an agent, they enter an agreement into a contract that has a start date and an end date. And expired simply means that the ending of that contracted period has come and now the property is expired from the multiple listing service, meaning that the authorization from the seller to the agency to keep it on the multiple listing has expired and thus the property is now off the market officially. So 
what results from this, okay, is a deluge of calls, emails, letters, door knocking, you name it, trying to get a hold of the original homeowner to see if perhaps they might be considering listing or relisting with a new agent. That's this whole process. Now, you might ask yourself, well, gosh, why? why? And this was a common question people asked me. Well, where were you the last six months when my home was on the market? How come you didn't call me then? And the reason why is the Realtor Code of Ethics says that they can't. Realtor Code of Ethics says that other realtors cannot call other realtors' clients uh, for fear of poaching. So now that your property is officially expired from the agency you are dealing with, well, they have the legal ability to go ahead and contact you now. And that's why your phone's blowing up with all the text messages and the emails and the, your mail with the postcards. It's everywhere. So that's what that means. So what does a cancellation or what does canceled mean? Now, canceled means for one reason or the other, one party or both, either the agency or the seller have agreed to go ahead and cancel the listing agreement, the authorization to sell it in the first place. Now, many times this is through mutual agreement. Sometimes it's a situation where one party just has had enough with the other and they've fired them, essentially. Sometimes sellers will get frustrated with an agent and they'll demand that their contract be canceled with the multiple listing service agent. And now that is entirely up to the discretion of the broker who has the listing agreement. However, most times the brokerage is going to allow that. They're not going to fight it because they don't want you out there dragging their name through the street. Or yeah, their, their name through the mud, really, in the street. And so they'll go ahead and cancel it. Many times uh, an agent Sometimes they, they just get tired of dealing with a client. And so they will cancel the listing unilaterally. Uh, they will contact the client, say, look, I, I don't feel like I can service you. And they will go ahead and cancel the listing. Now, in either respect, whether it be canceled or expired, if the agreement itself is of no effect, it has officially been canceled or, 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 or expired, then other agents can officially try and contact the, the, the client and the subject property and try and get the business. And that's why you have this furious activity of agents trying to go ahead and deal with you. So what's the difference really between a, a withdrawn, this is another question, this is a third most common question. What, what's the difference, if you will, between a withdrawn and a canceled listing. So a withdrawn listing, now this depends many times on the multiple listing service or where, you at, uh, where you're at. But if you're here in the multiple listing service in Tucson, in the Tucson multiple listing service, we have a couple different statuses. We have active, obviously for active properties, pending for pendings, uh, canceled for canceled properties, as I mentioned, expired for expired properties. And we also have withdrawn. And withdrawn or withdrawn temporarily means that it's just temporarily off the multiple listing service. The agency still regard, they still have the right to sell the property. It's just not being actively promoted on the multiple listing service. So let's say you're a homeowner and you say, I don't want to work with that agency anymore. And you tell them you want a cancellation. And they say, well, I'll tell you what, we won't cancel the listing but we'll withdraw it from the multiple listing service for you. 
What that really means is, is that they're withdrawing it from the multiple listing service, but retaining the right to sell it so that if in the event you decide to sell the property during the remainder of the listing agreement, then they have the ability to go ahead and collect a commission. I mean, that's pretty simple. I mean, that's, that's really what it's for. And so the way to go ahead and eliminate that possibility, regardless of where you at, is to request a, uh, a, a uh, withdraw and release from your contract. Now, the agent, on the other hand, uh, may decide not to do that. And that's fully within their purview. I mean, you signed a contract with them. They've spent time, they've spent money, and they may decide that they want some of their money back. They may decide that they'll charge you a fee to get out of this. You know, that's entirely possible. And I've seen people do this, you know, where they will charge a fee to get a cancellation, an unconditional cancellation. Uh, otherwise, you'll get a conditional cancellation, meaning that you'll get a cancellation. But if in the event you decide to sell your property within the remainder of the period of the listing, then you owe them a commission or some fee or something like that. So those are just something to kind of be aware of when you're dealing with withdrawns and cancellations and, and, and trying to deal uh, with your agents in those ways. Now let's move on to the next question that I most commonly get. The fourth most common question I hear is why? Why do listings actually expire? Now this is going to be touchy. I promise you. Now, you know, first of all, let me just say a big shout out to the Tucson Association of Realtors who put up with all of the complaints that I, I am sure they hear uh, from my blog and from, from, from the podcast from uh, the real estate community here in Tucson, not only from the homeowners uh, as well as the realtor community, because I tend to say things that are a little bit uh, edgy. Yeah. So let's just be truthful, right? Why do listings expire? Why do listings expire? Well, I'll be honest. It's because your home is overpriced. There, I said it. That's the big ugly secret. Okay. The truth is your home expired from the Tucson multiple listing service because it is overpriced. I'm just going to let that sit there for a minute. Now, I know this is difficult for you to accept, and I hear in your mind already what you're saying to yourself. Well, my agent was a piece of blank. You know, my, my agent didn't do blah, blah, blah. Or my agency, you know, they just came on the scene and or uh, I had other problems because they were sick or... Insert excuse here. And, and you know what? In some cases, that might actually be true. In, in a very, very rare case, I would say 0.000001% of the cases, you will find the reason why your home did not expire, or I'm sorry, expired, was had nothing to do with price. But in the overwhelming majority, 99.99999% of the time, the reason why a home expires is because it is overpriced. It has nothing to do with exposure, it has nothing to do with how hard the agent worked, had absolutely nothing to do with anything other than the price. And let me tell you why. 
you're going to say that it's my agent bias that is making this the case. You might even say that it is because I'm a foreclosure agent. I've spent uh, so many years as a foreclosure agent that I, I am uh, immune to knowledge. I, I don't know what pricing is. You might even throw the line to say that I'm just trying to just push you and, and, and tell you terrible things to make you drop your price so I can snatch your property up at a discount. You might even say that. <laughs> I've heard all those things. <laughs> But that doesn't change the reality that you spent all that time, whatever amount of time it was. If your home was on the market for more than 30 days in the Tucson Multiple Listing Service and you did not get a contract, 99% of the time it is primarily because your home was overpriced. Let's put it this way. If your home is so nice and the price was right, how come nobody bought it? You say it was advertising? Okay, it wasn't advertised properly. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. If you took a full-page ad out in the Arizona Daily Star, the New York uh, Times, the Time Magazine, uh, USA Today, and all the popular Wall Street Journal, you took a full-page ad out with all the glossy pictures and all the wonderful photographs of your property, and you put it and you exposed it to everybody... Do you really think that that would have been any different than putting it on the Tucson Multiple Listing Service where thousands of buyers with cash and financing are looking every day, buying 50, 60 homes a day? That's better? Is that what you're saying? Exposing your home in all these homes and land magazines and papers and all these fancy ad campaigns, everything you're doing to all these unqualified, unmotivated, non, non-interested people is better than putting it in the Tucson Multiple Listing Service where there are people actually looking to buy right now and actually buying 50, 60 homes a day and yet... For whatever reason, for six months, your home did not sell in any of those days. Maybe it was the advertising, you say. I don't think that's the case. Maybe, maybe you say it was the photographs or the, the way it was presented in the multiple listing service. Maybe you're going to say your agent failed you in some way. Okay, I could buy that. I could, I honestly, I could buy that. I mean, you know, I, I've been in this game a really long time and I've sold an awful lot of homes and I admit I, I, I'm a head of lettuce myself. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've not always been the brightest tool in the shed. I probably sold more than a few homes despite my better, you know, try. I mean, it just, just despite me, right? But even that doesn't change the fact that if your agent was terrible, regardless of how terrible they were, it was still being offered on the multiple listing service and every single agent, all 5,000 hungry agents out here in the Tucson multiple listing service, they didn't make an offer. Well, let's say you did get an offer and they just 
you know, they didn't close for some reason or another. They couldn't qualify or, or maybe they fell through during the inspection. You're going to say, my price was right. We had the right price. Bless God, we got four or five offers and, and, and just nobody could actually close. Well, guess what? Your home's still overpriced. It's still overpriced. I hate to tell you this. Man, I know you're not going to invite me over to my house or your house. I know you're never going to pick up the phone and call me. But bless God, you got to hear me when I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you right now, the reason why your home didn't sell is because it's overpriced. If it was in good price, regardless of the condition it was in, they would have found a way to make it happen. I mean, think this through. Be, be logical for just a minute. Be logical. Can we reason together for just one minute? I mean, let's think this through. If your home was such a spectacular deal and there's no other homes on the market that are like it and there's it, it, it's just nothing else available and they had to have it and boy, they were really, really disappointed. How come they didn't find a way to get the money? Let me tell you. If you price your property properly from the beginning, not playing games, not trying to play, you know, cutesy, not with the range marketing stuff. No, just price it honestly from the beginning, right from the beginning, right from the very first time you list it. This is so critical. You have to understand this. Your agent must list this property properly from the very first moment it's listed. Why? Because if you don't list it right the first time, then you're playing catch up the rest of the time. Think of it this way. And I try to use this, this explanation to, to my clients when I was an agent representing buyers and sellers frequently, right? What I would tell them is imagine this. Imagine that you are throwing a ball down a hill and a little puppy's trying to catch it. And, you know, the puppy, he's, you know, big ears and small feet. He's running down the hill to get to it. And he's falling over, head over tea, head over teal, you know, just falling all around. But he finally catches the ball where? At the bottom of the hill. And, you know, he brings the ball back up to you. You grab the ball, you throw it back down again. And what does he do? He looks at you and he runs back down again, try to get the ball. Eventually, he's going to catch the ball at the bottom of the hill. Well, then, pretty soon, you keep doing this, the dog is going to, even the dog, even a dog is smart enough to get this. It's, it's shocking that I have to explain this to people, this concept. But even a dog gets this, okay? A dog, when you throw a ball down the hill, even the dog will stop before running down to the bottom of the hill. They'll run past the ball, stop in the middle of the hill to get the ball on the way down. Why is this important? Why is this talk of balls, dogs, and puppies, and all this, why is this important? Because if you price your property properly, you're going to catch the market as it falls, as it falls. See, if you're up there at the top of the hill trying to price your property there, the market's falling down in price. You're thinking it's just going up and up and up and up and up. Hey, guess what? 
I don't know if you're when you're reading this, hearing this, or whatever, but guess what? Coronavirus is in town. People are scared to even go outside. They're going to Costco stocking up on masks. How long do you think it's going to be? It's March 2nd as I record this. How long do you think it's going to be before you start seeing people in Tucson wandering around with masks, being afraid to go outside? I, I admit this is, you know, this is a, this is a rather silly thing for people to be afraid of, but nonetheless, facts are facts. The stock market's tumbled quite a bit, 12% in the weekend. It's the, the, the markets in China and Asia are crazy. It's different. Next, next question. Fifth question, how do you change realtors after a contract expires? How do you change realtors? Well, it's pretty simple. You just pick up the phone and you call one. Once your contract expires, then you're good to go. Your legal obligation to that person is over. Now, keep in mind, in Arizona, right? I'm not sure where everybody's listening to this, but in Arizona anyway, you do have uh, a certain clause in the contract. Uh, I don't offhand have it with me, but there is a clause in the contract that basically states that uh, if, let's say, your property was shown uh, within the previous X amount of days, whatever that agent put in there, some agents put in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, zero days, whatever. Uh, but it basically, it'll say if, you're, if their real estate firm or agent had shown the property within the last previous period of time, 30 days, whatever it was, uh, and then that person decides to come along, and subsequently buy the property, then they have a right to go ahead and claim uh, a commission claim. Now, in in Arizona, in the contract, I, I believe that, I mean, this, I don't recall offhand what section it is. I'd have to look at it. But it, it, it seems to me like that would be right. There. It's actually in the commission section of the contract itself. So, you know, is what happens if, that's the next question, what happens when a listing expires? You know, typically when the listing expires at midnight on the multiple listing service, that's when all the agents start calling. Now, because your contract has expired, you can you know, work with any of those realtors. You know, you can sell, you know, your home any way you want to do it. Right. But how you change the realtor uh, after the contract expires is by simply uh, picking up the phone and calling one and interviewing one. Next question, what happens when a listing expires? As I mentioned, after midnight, uh, that's typically when it will go on uh, the MLS as an expired listing. Agents will begin to start calling you at any point. Uh, legally, they're not supposed to call you until 8 a.m. Uh, many of them, they're not supposed to call you at all if you're on the do not call list. Uh, and then, uh, but yet I have heard people getting calls at 6, 7 in the morning. So what else happens? Well, you're going to get a, a deluge of uh, mail. Um, if your email was uh, available in any way, they'll find it. They will contact you. Uh, you'll get phone calls, texts, uh, your children, uh, uh, husbands, wives, uh, anybody who was associated with that property. If, they're, if they have a phone number associated with that property, tell them they will. Uh, many times they can expect to get a call. Maybe one, two, or more calls from realtors. 
Now you might ask yourself, well, how is it that realtors find my phone number or, or whatever? My phone number is not listed. Well, that's a great question. Uh, the way that works is there are companies uh, that, that put out information uh, about homeowners and that information is purchased by realtors and they are able to dial that information and call you. Now, how do they find it? Well, those companies find it through the National Postal Service, uh, through the internet. Uh, there's a bunch of different sources that they can use. But in, in short, let it be said that these companies provide this data to realtors to contact you via email, text, and phone. And sometimes these these the data isn't always correct. I think is probably the best way to put it, right? So the, the realtor could end up calling, texting, emailing, say, uh, and I've had this happen, uh, you know, a, a 14, 15 year old girl, you know, on her cell phone who just happens to have her phone attached to her mom's account, you know, and she just happened to rent that house two years ago. I've heard of that sort of thing happening. So that'll kind of give you some perspective about what happens when a listing expires. You're going to have a mad rush of people trying to contact you uh, for business. And that's simply because they weren't able to in the past. Two final questions. And if you found any kind of uh, interest or uh, any kind of information out of this podcast that was exciting or, or, or informational to you, would you do me a favor? Would you do, just like, rate, share, subscribe, you know, give me a comment. Let me know what you think about this. I sure would appreciate your comments in here because it helps me make this a better podcast for you. If you want, you've also got the ability to leave a message in there for me as well. So leave a message. Maybe I'll feature you here on a podcast if you've got a question. Let's go ahead and finish up with the last two questions. Uh, can a real estate agent get a commission after the contract expires? Ooh, boy, this is a big one. Okay. Can an agent get a commission after the contract expired? Depending on the way the listing agreement was written, yes. Okay, here's the answer. If, let's say, in the contract, as I mentioned before, you have this uh, clause that says that if the listing agent uh, or somebody in their company shows the property to a prospective buyer who subsequently buys the property within, and I used to write it in their 30 days is what I used to write in mine. If they come back in within 30 days and say that they want to buy that property, then yeah, you owe them a commission, right? I believe it's uh, D, section D in the, in the commission section there. In any event, uh, let's pretend, let's, let's go into pretend land here, that your property has expired and, I don't know, a buyer's agent comes along, knocks on the door, this is, I don't know, two weeks after, let's say, the home has expired, right? Knocks on the door. Hello, hi, oh yeah, you know, I, I showed your property a couple weeks ago and my buyer loved it. They want to buy it, uh, Would but I noticed that your property is no longer on the multiple listing service. Are you still interested in selling it? And you say... Well, yes, as a matter of fact, I am. I am interested in buying, uh, selling my property. I just don't want to go through the hassle of having it listed. And, and isn't that really the commonality between all this? 
I mean, that's why people contact my business all the time is because they don't want to go through the hassle of having it listed again. And I understand this. And so let's say that the agent calls you up or, or knocks on the door and says, you know, uh, my buyer wants to buy and are you interested in selling? Are you interested in selling? You say, yeah, uh, just don't want to go ahead and have it listed. And you say, okay, great. Uh, he says, well, tell you what, he wants to offer you X. Would you consider it? And you think to yourself, yeah, you know what? I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, my home isn't listed. I don't have to pay Josh Macatelli, the listing agent. So yeah, yeah, I, I'll go ahead and I'll take that. And so you enter into an agreement with the agent and the buyer who showed the property, uh, who, who looked at the property during the time it was listed. But for whatever reason, it slips your mind or nobody mentions it or, or feels the need to say anything or forgot to tell uh, the agent that you signed that agreement with that says that, you know, if they come in within 30 days, they can get a commission. Well, what do you know? That agent more than likely is going to find out about this because they keep an eye on properties after they expire. And if they see that your property is pending or contingent, they're going to start asking questions. And it's a small community. And don't be surprised if they find out exactly what's going on. And then don't be surprised if you find a demand letter at title right before you close for their end of the commission. Because they have a legal right to do so according to the contract if it's written under those circumstances. Now, is, is that something that they would do? Who knows? But it's just something to be aware of and because the question is, can a real estate agent get a commission after the contract expired? The answer is, depending on the contract, the way the listing agreement was written, the answer is clearly yes. How about the final question? How long do I have to wait to sell after it's been listed. Now, this one is a, is a good question I wanted to save for last, and I'll tell you why. Because this is a tactical question. This is a tactical question based on your need, okay? If you need to sell right away, let's say that your home's been on the market for six months and you don't wanna, you just don't wanna deal with it anymore. You. You've had it, you just want to sell, okay? You could definitely do a sale directly to a company like Carl Buys Houses and I would buy your property and, and we would be able to work something out. But if you're trying to get the most money possible, then that's not, that's probably not what you're wanting to do. The best way to do it is to take your home off the market for 30 days and then relist it. And here's why. Because in the Tucson Multiple Listing Service, what many people do is they go ahead and they list the property for six months and then they relist it with another agent and you know they say, well, gosh, I don't want to sign up for a six-month contract, so I'll just sign up for a three-month contract or something like that to, to kind of keep the agent honest. That's usually what they tell themselves. Well, what that results in is you have the days on market counter does not stop, even though you've changed agents, you still you still, still have that days on market counter piling up. So you want to let it sit for 30 days so the days on market counter will reset fully. Now, why is this important? Well, 
if you're trying to sell your property for the most money possible, then you do not want to give away the idea that you are desperate in any way or that the property is having trouble selling in. If your home is on the market in the Tucson MLS right now in March of 2020 with a six-month day on market counter, that says something about your property. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to say this in love. If your home, if you have a single family residence in the Tucson market right now with a days on market calendar counter over six days, six market, I'm sorry, six months, when the average days on market is this low, then there's a problem. And then if you relist it with another agent, that agent might be the most phenomenal agent on the planet. They might be the best agent, have the greatest plan, know exactly what to do. But by the mere fact that now your home crosses into another 181, 182, 183 days on the cumulative days on market counter, that starts to make people think, hmm, I wonder what was wrong with the house. If you want to sell it for the most money possible, take your home off the market for 30 days. Wait, and then put it on the market again with a brand new agent. When your home, and, and this goes back to this other issue about, you know, can a real estate agent get a commission after a contract expired? When your home, when you relist your home with an agent, then that on an exclusive basis here in the Tucson Multiple Listing Service, then that eliminates the possibility of another agent getting a commission. So that's one thing to consider. I mean, they won't be, you won't be subject to two commissions. But if you want to make the most money possible, it's really a good idea to wait 30 days and then relist your property with another agent. Now, let's suppose you don't have that kind of time. How long do you have to wait after it's been listed? Well, you can sell it right after it's been listed. Just remember that if you list your property with another agent on an exclusive basis, well, then that will eliminate the previous agent's rights and any of that 30-day stuff or whatever, or whoever they might have shown the property to. You don't have to worry about any of that if you list your home again on an exclusive basis with another agent. But let's say you sell your property immediately after it's been listed as an age, uh, on an MLS. So let's say uh, your home was uh, on MLS and it's expired now, and you decided, okay, I'm going to just drop the price and I'm going to sell it by owner. Okay, you say you say to yourself, I'm going to drop the price, sell it by owner. Great, you can do that. You can do that immediately. Just remember that whoever showed the property during the time that it was listed with your previous agent, if they come back and say they want to buy it, hey, if you sell it to them, you potentially expose yourself to a commission. And that's something you want to be aware of. So listen, guys, I hope this was helpful for you today. This is what happens when a listing expires. It's the eight most common questions you have. I'd like to hear your feedback. If you have any comments, any questions, leave them in the comments section below. Leave them in the message section box. I'll be happy to get to you as fast as I possibly can. Thank you for paying attention. And if this was of any value, would you do me a favor? Share this on your social media. Tell somebody about my podcast. And as always, have a powerful, sales day. Bye-bye.